Start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And in this episode, we are going to talk the very first episode, the pilot episode, not to be confused with the episode entitled The Pilot, which comes a lot later. Uh, This one is mostly known as the Seinfeld Chronicles. That's what uh, I've kind of seen it mostly known around as, but some people call it pilot. Some people even call it Good news, bad news. I, you've seen that, or I've definitely seen that. I, I think IMDb has that. Yeah, the first time I, I saw that, I, I was looking it up today. I was like, oh, yeah, let me just check the IMDb. And this one's labeled good news, bad news. But like most TV shows, the pilot is always just labeled the pilot. Mm-hmm. But now that you mention it, I think they must have gone back and changed it because of yeah. the other episode that is called the the pilot. In my head, I always just refer to this as the Seinfeld Chronicles pilot. Yes. And, and the name Seinfeld Chronicles, man, I am so glad they didn't go with that. <laughs> Because that sounds like he should be up there with like the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that there's a Chronicles, I don't know if it really works all that well. Yeah. I would have been funny. I would have liked to see a crossover between Jerry and uh, and the pitch black guy and uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> What's the deal with your eyes? Can you see in, in the, the dark? dark? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly the whole point. That, would, that actually is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Probably be better than the, the Riddick Chronicles. The Chronicles of Riddick. Where the fuck, where the fuck that thing was yeah. called? Uh, so this episode aired on July 5th, 1989. It Apparently didn't do great in the ratings, didn't do bad though, so they obviously felt okay to pick it up for the rest of the first season. But the rest of the first season, they don't they didn't feel real strong about it because the the executives at NBC only ordered four more episodes, which is the smallest order in TV show history for a first season, or at least it was at the time. It might still be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stand what a standard order for a first season, even if it's the front half, you do like what, like six episodes, uh, nine episodes. I mean, traditionally, and 13, then you ordered, thirteen was like a okay. classic one. Nowadays, things are all kind of fucked and yeah. changed. Everything. Netflix has changed everything. HBO has changed everything with like doing ten episode seasons. So it's not the same. But like traditionally, throughout history, network 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 television. was like a, you order a thirteen episode pilot, and then you order season, and, season right, one. and then you order the back half if that does well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and Seinfeld only has five episodes. I was a little shocked by that. And, you know, we'll probably talk about it over the course of this season and the season wrap-up, but I'll mention it here. As far as syndication goes, I, I don't remember season one episodes that well. I don't know if they just didn't put them into the season one rotation, mm. but for me, like, Seinfeld kind of starts, like, sort of season two-ish. Definitely season three and on is like in my head what Seinfeld is, gotcha. you know. And season yeah. one is really weird compared, I think, the rest of it. Oh yeah, it, it's every show you have to. The first season find your is footing. always yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, most of the times, pilots of TV shows are so different. Season ones are different, but. Very few times, Brooklyn Nine Nine, dude, they nailed all the characters, everything from episode one right okay. away. Like they had everything locked down. Yeah, that's but this rare. is this is definitely more akin to how it normally is, where yeah. you have a weird first season. Yeah, and I definitely even wanna... Sunny, even uh, it's always Sunny. Oh yeah, very in, in my season. head. Yeah, because you don't have Danny DeVito in the first yeah. season. Yep. 
So season two is what I picture Sonny to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So, and, and speaking of weirdness, this, well, all, We'll go without saying every episode of Seinfeld pretty much starts with him, you know, uh, doing stand up. Yes. Um, but we're going to break down pretty much scene by scene, talk about the episode scene by scene. And this one starts at Pete's Luncheon, not the normal diner that, you know, we're all accustomed to. This is Pete's yeah. Luncheon. Yeah, this and, is not uh, Monk's, which, which yeah. is the one we, we come to know. Yeah. And I hate this diner. <laughs> it does not look good. It's not clean. It's obviously doesn't. Yeah, it. it it's not easy to to shoot them in at the same time. It's yeah, too it busy. Looks, there yeah. were, it was too dinery. You yeah, know, they were was. trying it to go for that dinery. classic dinery, and it was way too busy. Now you you know that they were trying to push that waitress as a character. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and her name in the show was uh, was it Claire? Yeah, it was, was Claire the waitress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they only had her in that first scene. Um, but you could you could tell they were giving her work and giving yeah. her stuff to do. Uh, it, she's actually a pretty well known character actor hmm. named Lee Garling, Garlington. Um, I, yeah, I just looked her up. I was like, oh, let me see what she's in. Shit ton on IMDb, and and yeah. you recognize her too, just as as you know a character actor. But you you can tell they wanted her to be a character. A recurring character on the exactly. show. Exactly. I'm glad they didn't go with that. Yeah, me too. From from what I heard, they opted to go with a, another kind of like female lead and with Elaine uh, because they knew there was going to be more adventures outside just of the diner. Outside yeah. of the diner, and so you couldn't just have the one diner waitress. Yeah, there. if she's a replace, or if she was, if Elaine is the replacement for her, that was the right choice. Yeah, because it untethers them from the diner. And truthfully, if that show mostly took place in that god awful <laughs> diner, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. Honestly, and and honestly, the same goes for the the next scene, which is the laundromat. Mm-hmm. I hate the laundromat scenes. Uh, I, I yeah. think it's so ugly. I think it's a yeah. it's a terrible set. So like, it's funny that in the very first episode, the first two sets that they use, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like I'm glad that this didn't exist anymore. You know, I didn't see now the um the laundromat does continue in season one, mm-hmm. but the the I think the diner ends on the pilot. Like this is the only time they yeah. ever use the the diner. I think so. What were your thoughts on, on these new – well, it's so funny, new, new – uh, the original <laughs> set pieces, I should say. Yeah, I mean, they were okay. This episode and just the way everything looks and the way it's shot does feel very piloty to me. Uh, things aren't lit the way that I would expect expect a sitcom to be lit. It had more shadows. It was, yes, it was, it was more, much darker. It was moodier, yeah. A lot of sitcoms are just blasted with light because you just – you want to see everything and everybody – they also – Particularly also because a lot of sitcoms are shot in multi-camera fashion, in like a three-cam or two-cam situation. And so you need to have lights just all over everybody so multiple cameras can just get those performances quicker and easier in in one take or just very few takes compared to TV production, which is mostly with a single cam. And you just go take after take after take until you get like lots of coverage. TV is a different style of production. And so, yeah, it just – it looked different and it looked – and it looked – cheaper and just yeah not as put together which is totally understandable it's a pilot episode yeah i didn't never, i didn't think about that but i think that's what makes it not feel like seinfeld mm-hmm. is it just doesn't look like it even jerry's haircut was weird looking to me i didn't know what they were trying to go with it and i even wrote down george has too much hair and, yeah. and george is too thin too yeah he was too thin, he was thin early on uh, but yeah, and, and one thing you hadn't mentioned yet was the main premise at least from what their discussions are are 
Jerry not really understanding women, and he's trying to... That's actually, a, I think, a motif that they keep throughout the entire damn show. Except uh, in this pilot, George is kind of the one telling Jerry how it is. Yeah. I, I feel like later <laughs> on, they kind of reverse it a little bit. Yes. Um, they're both pretty clueless, yeah. but George was supposed to be, in this in this episode, it seems like he was supposed to be sort of the knowledge character of relationships and, well, the cynical knowledge character and they also kind of had him as as kind of Seinfeld's manager-y. Later on, when he's trying to get mm. him out the door, when he's talking to Kramer, oh, yeah, he he's like, mention. you're going to be late to the show. Yeah. I was wondering if they were starting to pepper in, like, that's what George's role was, was to hmm. be um, um, you know, sort of Jerry's uh, manager-esque. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it, and then my wife saw uh, when they were in the laundromat. She's, she goes, "What are they wearing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "It was 1989." <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything looks dated. It feels dated. And uh, and I, yeah, I guess we should we forgot to sort of read at the top of this the the synopsis of this episode. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the first episode. Jerry is ecstatic that a woman he met on the road is coming to stay with him in New York. George and Kramer weigh in on how Jerry should best approach the situation. And it's amazing. That's really only, that's, that is all the episode is about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It moves very quickly, yeah. almost like too quickly that, you know, uh, nothing really happened much in the episode. Well, it is a show about it nothing. Show about nothing. Uh, and actually, funny thing, yes, we see Kramer. He's not, he's not named Kramer yet. Right. He, in the pilot, he has a different name. His name is Kessler. Oh, did, we, did he say that? He I even says even, it. I didn't even you, pick up on you, it. I know. Jerry says it very quick, quickly. There's a line uh, when – so when Kramer walks in – I mean, he's Kramer. He's Kessler in this episode. When he walks in and Jerry was taping the Met game – to try and like yeah, not have anybody watch yeah. it, and he says, "Wow, the Mets blew it tonight." Yeah, and Jerry was very. If you, I had to rewind it and listen to it. Uh, he said, "You hear him say, oh, what are you doing, Kessler? It's a tape. I taped the game.'" And you, he says, because I there's really no mention of Kessler besides no. that one super quick line. Question: Did you watch it with subtitles on? I did not. I'm gonna after we're done recording, <laughs> well, let's check it out and we'll yeah. see if they if they subtitle him Kramer or, or if they actually say Kessler. Yeah, um, that's that's a really good point, dude. I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. And yeah. I also noticed in this because now uh, scene wise, we're we've left the laundromat and we're now at Jerry's apartment. First yeah. off, Jerry's apartment so different than, yes, than yeah, not, not even the same. Yeah, not even the same. He's got like this giant bay window thing that's going on that just like looks way too pricey for yeah. for being a stand up comedian. All of his cabinets are actual cabinets like none of them are see-through because we could take right we know we see all this the cereal boxes all of his other yeah. stuff i remember like re-watching it too long ago stuff so i see like a, a bottle of cholula in there like i'm like i like cholula that makes me happy <laughs> uh one one interesting thing i do want to mention about the name the kessler name yeah uh in apparently like in an executive nbc uh like screening that they were doing like a, a test screening of just like a bunch of nbc executives um this one guy named brandon Tartikoff, uh, who's like a New York kind of Jewish guy. Apparently, what he said was, this show feels too New York, too Jewish. And so that was part of the reason that they swapped the name Kessler to Kramer to okay. try and make it feel a little less New York-y, a little bit more relatable to other people, or a little bit less Jewish is what apparently that was the whole thing. Wow, that's, that's very anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess... You know, I mean, hey, no, the, the, I, yeah, nah. different time, guys. I'm just reading different it off time. Wikipedia, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. 
dude, that's I mean, that's that's wild. But I didn't. Yeah. E- I'm more blown by the fact that I didn't even fucking hear him say Kessler. Yeah. I think my brain just inserted Kramer. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. And I will say Kramer's haircut made him look very different. <laughs> he did not look like Kramer in this. Yes, episode yeah, exactly. At all. No, they. I mean, it was still Michael Richards, obviously. Yes, they're they're getting into their parts. You know, this is very early on. The writers are still figuring out who the character are, characters are. The actors are still figuring out who the characters are and what, what all kind of routes they want to take. Yeah, like he's doesn't look the same. George doesn't look the same. Jerry looks mostly the same. Jerry, yeah, Jerry's like, Jerry's looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah his, his hair's different, but he pretty much yeah. looks the same. Did you pick up on the fact that Jerry said that Kramer, you haven't left the apartment complex in ten years? Did, oh, I did. I missed that. Okay, part. so yeah, so I wrote that down. So. I don't. I don't think that that's ever mentioned again. And obviously, later on, Kramer, you know, has a life outside of the apartment complex. Yeah. But I wonder if that was something they they tried. They were going to mm. ease like more of like a shut in yeah. type of thing, and that's why he's weird and zany. But again, another great move on their part for for taking you know yeah. making him you know actually be out in the world because yeah. Kramer cannot stay inside well, of an apartment. Yeah, Kramer interacting K- with Kramer things. or Kessler. Yeah, or <laughs> him interacting with things. You know, is a huge part of the comedy in this show, and obviously a lot of the physical comedy. But just it's it's fantastically done, and yeah, I would I would miss that if we couldn't get people just seeing the craziness of Kramer. <laughs> so, which he does. I mean, it, he's very muted compared to what he gets later, but he's still I still see him, and I'm just like. Oh yeah, I see Kramer in that character already. Yeah, he, yeah, he was already like sort of like building the the body language of Kramer. I think yeah. was already starting to come through. You know, who much how much of that is Michael Richards versus mm-hmm. you know just Kramer? But it, when he stuck his head in the fridge looking for the meat, you yeah. know, and 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 you, what was the line that he says? You, you got any meat? And he's just how oh, he pulls out these two pieces of bread from his. Like robe pockets, one from each different. He's not even holding the same bread in two pocket or in one pocket. He pulls two slices from two pocket, two different pockets, and then he just. You got any meat? <laughs> it was it's a great line. It, it killed me. I, I loved it, and right away I was like, "Kramer's great." But you know what? And I, I feel like since you and I have seen this show from beginning to end a million times, we're going to do a lot of callbacks to stuff that's newer, meaning like like stuff that's further on in the season. Yeah, and in this case. What I found interesting was during when they actually filmed the pilot for the show in the show, you know, the fake pilot, the guy that they got to play Kramer, he played Kramer like pilot Kramer. Oh, that was that they so that guy actually was someone who uh tried no, out tried out for the role of Kramer. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that that he played that character like when they do Kramer later, right? That guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. I, I felt like he was playing they were like you know what use pilot kramer as oh. as your model and it's not actual kramer but use pilot kramer because yeah. pilot kramer is different enough yeah but i was like oh he sounds like the kramer that plays him later i i'm just i was speculating that the director you know or larry david says you know what play kramer like the pilot version of Kramer, because he's a little bit weirder, I think, yeah. you know, with the bread in his pocket type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, that was just a side note that I, that I picked up on. And another weird thing that I picked up on is a little bit later in the episode when they're still in Jerry's apartment, but George is over there. When George comes over, you know, Kramer's there, and George is telling Jerry, you know, talking to him about the girl, because, of course, every conversation is about whether this girl likes him or not. That's, mm-hmm. that's the, the, the yeah, A storyline. That's, that's the main through That's line the main through this, line for this thing. And George says to Jerry, you know, he's giving him advice. He's like, just do the opposite of what your instincts are. And then Jerry goes, well, is that what you do? And George's like, oh, God, no. You know, like, I, can't, I can never do that. You know, but that's something that comes up later in yes. another episode later on, like, Four seasons from yeah, now, where where an episode where George actually changes his life for the better because he does the exact opposite 
of his of what his instincts tell him. And it's just interesting here in the pilot that that's what he tells Jerry to do. Mm. So I can that must be something that I think we're getting an insight into what's inside Larry David's head, yeah. basically. Like, you know, this idea that like Larry David might be thinking like, you know, I could be better if I just did everything yeah. different <laughs> of what I thought I was. And that's what Curb Your Enthusiasm is. It shows every choice that he makes is just <laughs> the worst yeah. idea, and, you know. Yeah, like, I, I think yeah, he they probably he probably made George somewhat like him early on, and then the more and more neurotic that George gets, we're probably seeing more and more actual Larry David. I, I think <laughs> so. In Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's a lot of just neuroticism, yeah. and I think that's probably close enough to the real Larry, Larry David. And honestly, as much of a Seinfeld fan as I am, I have not seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. I have a hard time with, with awkward humor. I, oh. I get embarrassed, and I'm like, oh, God, this is so awkward. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to see an entire show about George Costanza, essentially. Yeah. But I know that it gets better. I've tried to watch like the first season a few times, and I just mm. couldn't get past it. If anything, I want to watch their Seinfeld season where they essentially yeah. do a whole episode yep. throughout the course of the of the season. You know, yeah. I want to see that. I've seen I think five or six seasons. Uh, it is enjoyable. It's quite it's quite a good show. So okay. I do highly recommend. It's it's an easy enough watch, and I think you would you would enjoy it. So I I, I think I need, just need to get over the hurdle of the first season. Like yeah. uh, it, it's you know like anything. Yeah, even like even with Seinfeld, you know, this is we're not. We're not really into Seinfeld yet, you know. No, we're just we're no. just getting it here. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's that, honestly. I was most excited about rewatching the first season like this mm. because it's so different, and yeah. it's the these are episodes that I've seen the least too. Yeah, and so from here they basically uh, go on to the airport to go meet the girl. Yeah, um, and then George and Jerry have this whole like, what do these greetings mean and all that kind of stuff, and. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I'm trying to think like how applicable it is to to nowadays. And I think a lot of the stuff, at least the the personal interaction stuff, stuff that doesn't have to do with technology, like telephones and stuff, things that don't have to do with technology, I think still hold up well in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, yes. everyone still has weird awkwardness and like don't we don't know what these mean, you know, interactions mean and stuff like yeah. that. But it, it doesn't it doesn't hold up that they're standing right outside the gate because they're they're at the terminal. That is that wouldn't happen. That is very much a sign of the. <laughs> The 1989's time because you cannot yeah. walk up to the gate yeah. now without a ticket. But it is. I like that scene a lot because they just they're so uh, focused on what every little thing means that she might do when she sees Jerry, and then because they're talking about it, she comes in and like puts her hands behind his his eyes, and then like they say hi, and then she shakes his hands in a very weird awkward. Yeah, with the two, and he <laughs> looks at George. He's like, <laughs> "What does this mean?" George's like, "I have no idea." Yeah. So I mean, everything that you know, they thought they would have an answer for, they have no clue. What's she going comes on out now. of the blue with with a with a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one understands. I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Did you notice real quick uh, um, in the scene before? Did did George seem to not like Kramer? He seemed like he was a little like yeah. cold to Kramer. I don't. Yeah, they, they, they didn't, didn't establish have, that they were really that close. Yeah, friends. there was no rapport yet with that. I agree. I mean, I didn't. I didn't see any like dislike, but I could definitely see that their whatever their relationship is is nothing. Yeah, so far. Yeah, and George is a real estate agent in the first season. They don't bring this episode two. Oh, okay. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Well, yeah, we just watched episodes one and two back <laughs> yeah. to back, so I'm getting a little jumbled in my head. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, but so Laura is yeah. this person who has just come over and, you know, Jerry really likes her. Uh, she is played by Pamela Brule, who uh, is mostly does one-off characters, you know, on TV and things like that. Nothing really that um, 
I recognize, but I thought it was interesting. A show that you absolutely adore, Ghostbusters, uh, her very last credit, she apparently stopped acting in 1997. Uh, she did a voice for Extreme Ghostbusters. I saw that, that, yeah. was the, that was her last credit, and I was just like, oh, that's kind of cute. Ah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, good for her. Nice. Yeah, but there was really nothing else that like stuck out to me, so she hasn't yeah, really done she, much else. Yeah, later on in the seasons, we'll see some some of Jerry's love interests uh, go on to have you know yeah, bigger huge names. Huge names. Yeah. Uh, d- uh, what was her name? Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was probably one of the big ones. One of the most famous ones. On the, but there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them that... Um, have all like done big stuff. So, uh, you know, we were, we're going to talk about like the love interest on in each episode. And this it, one's it, just it, kind of a quick one. It is funnier too how they get hotter over the seasons. <laughs> and even George's like love interest. Yeah. You're like, you're like, you could not be landing it that just pisses me off. I mean, just like everybody, they so unrealistic of how like some of them are really intelligent and very attractive people that none of them deserve. And it's just like, Really? Just, it reminded me enough of similar with Scrubs. I don't know if you like Scrubs like I do. I, I, I love Scrubs. I like, I like Scrubs, but I wasn't like a diehard Scrubs oh, yeah. fan. I, I am. And JD just dates these ridiculous women that just makes no sense for his idiotic self. Right. But it, it's just the same kind of thing, obviously, here. it's Yeah, Seinfeld yeah. is. Honestly, when I think of like stand, uh, not stand, but like sitcoms where like the average looking male lead, you know, mm-hmm. just dates hot chicks after hot chicks. It all started with Seinfeld, man. Like, I feel like it did. That's what I always think of, you know? Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be something. I mean, old white people have wanted like to just like, you know, they've been in power. Insert themselves. And just insert into- themselves into situations where they can get the young, hot, you know, perfect women. I feel like that has been a thing since, you know, stories have been told. That, <laughs> yeah. You know. By white people. By, by, by old white people. Yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then of course the punchline to the whole entire uh, episode is that she has a fiance yeah. and she's you know staying with Jerry but it's going to be just platonic mm-hmm. but Jerry could not pick up on this at all and yeah. that's like sort of how it ends and yep. I mean it's there's a lot of real life situations yeah. you know they're they're dramatized or yeah. comedicized a good bit but like but it's all, still applicable we've all had those kind of stuff like oh my god I like her is she giving me signals I don't know I, I think she's giving me signals I want her to be giving me signals uh, and then like oh and no you, she's dating somebody yeah you just you Fuck. misread the entire thing because yeah. Of what you want, yep. and because you got too too much information from your friends instead of just like listening to yourself. Yeah, it, again, it's it's very applicable to mm-hmm. 2019, except for the airport yeah. scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now, now, did you um, what did you think of the the stand up in this? This had actually a lot of stand up. I, I did something I noticed actually quite a bit was early on, uh, definitely in this pilot episode, they intercut the stand-up much more than they do later on. Later on, it's like they just have it at the beginning and the end, and that's about it. Um, sometimes they'll have it in the middle. S- sometimes, but yeah, they do Especially they do if less it has less. something to do with the episode itself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, watching this one, I, I liked all the stand-up. I almost wish there was more, but also I think it was better stand-up than we're used to from Seinfeld. Yeah. Later yeah. on, the stand-up is... Yes. It's, it's kind of like it becomes a joke. Like everyone's like, "Oh, is Sein- you know, Seinfeld stand-up isn't well, that funny." But yeah. in this, I thought it was. I well, thought this, I, especially the cotton ball, the cotton, the cotton ball, ball yeah, bit was was, was my favorite bit uh, in this one, and I think that still holds up too. I agree. The the way I saw it was that they kind of took Jerry's stand-up and turned it into a show, where later on they have a show and they just kind of like add fake. Stand up to it, and I think why I agree. This was probably his best stand up. If I was watching it and I went to one of his show and these were his bits, 
I would be laughing. These are good stuff. Where a lot of the other ones are just kind of like, okay, they're kind of made to fit with whatever's happening in the show that they want. Uh, which I think is also, funny enough, something that, that I had read uh, about this, about the show in general, when they were coming up with the concept. Apparently, NBC or whoever that was trying to, was going to develop it wanted them to originally do a 90-minute comedy special. Oh, wow. And so it was basically going to be like mostly these intercut skits with just like little bits of oh how they got that material or things like that so it's going to be more of a comedy special but larry david and jerry seinfeld thought this fit more as a pilot and you know more of a sitcom situation and so that's why they pushed for that and got it shortened to like a regular like you know 22 minute show as opposed to doing like a full sitcom bit or full sitcom 90 minute thing which actually i thought would work pretty good too i'd probably watch it and, and enjoy it quite a bit I wonder if that's why the cinematography in this episode mm. is different, because I think maybe it was supposed to have more of a filmic look to it. Yeah, could be. I don't know. But that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. I, I, like you said, I think it would have worked if the stand-up was as strong yeah. all the way through. Yes. I think it would have it would have worked. And I like I said, I like that stand-up. And knowing, like, it's obviously it's not a... Not politically correct to say, but remember like Cosby show back in the day? Yeah. Um, I used to listen to his stand-up comedy. We had My dad had a tape of it, and we listened to it when we drove up to Rhode Island when we were living in Virginia oh, yeah. to go visit for like summer times, right? So we listened to like uh, Cosby's, you know, uh, tape. And I don't remember what, what special that was, what stand-up special that was, but everything that was in the pilot episode of the Cosby show was from... Mm. That stand-up special, the whole part about, you know, when she got soap in her eyes and now I'm going to be blinded for life, all that kind of stuff. That was all part of his stand-up. So I imagine uh. all the good stand-up that we saw in the pilot of this Seinfeld was probably stuff yeah. that he was already working on. It's it's kind of like, you know, a band's first album. It's all the shit they've been working on for like yes. 10 years or whatever. They've been writing it forever. And then it's your sophomore attempt <laughs> where you have to like actually crank out new material. Yes. He was probably drawn like that cotton ball bit was probably from his older stuff because it was... It was way too good to be not to be Seinfeld because Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, is fantastic. But it was too good to be TV show Seinfeld bit. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? I agree. But I mean, I'm glad it didn't turn out that way because then yeah. we wouldn't have gotten this fantastic show. <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten this just part of my childhood, just yeah. ingrained in my life, dude, yeah. all the way to my fucking soul. Yes, so. Uh, so to end it, I mean, the, the the episode's over. So like. Let's just like, you know, did you like it or like, what'd you think of it overall? Just in and as it compares to everything, because we can't cut out what we already know. Yes. Yeah. So let's just compare it to what exists and yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know? Uh, to me, this is, I mean, a lower quality episode for sure. This is, you know, this is on the bottom rung of Seinfeld episodes, um, but, you know, I appreciate breaking it down and actually li- I'm enjoying it, probably enjoying it more talking about it than rewatching it and i probably will try and like skip it next time next time i go through the entire show again yeah like i said when i watch this as a whole i don't watch season one really i think we're gonna i'm gonna say this about season one a lot it just doesn't feel like seinfeld so there's already like a bar that it's lower than for me (laughs) that being said i really did enjoy watching this episode going back and, and kind of analyzing it like you said is is made it more fun than it actually was and it's kind of neat to see where things come from and kind of speculate on things. I think the the stuff that I took away most from it fun-wise was seeing patches, like glimmers of what things are going to, like what ideas are going to turn out and to, to turn into more yeah. fleshed out ideas. Yep. But if if you guys watch this episode once, that's probably enough. You know, you probably don't yeah. ever need to see it again yeah. type of thing. Well, so I do, I really do like 
uh, Kessler slash Kramer pulling out those sandwich bread and then, you know, you got any meat? Like it, it just, that fits really well with Kramer. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it does. And I, I, we are going to check out and see what it yes. says afterwards That's in the good. subtitles. But All right, buddy. Adam, where uh, where can we find you, man? You can find me at uh, Blast From Our Past podcast. Uh, you can find us on Patreon or check us out on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Blast Past Cast. Uh, yeah, and we will talk. We, I talk all things nostalgia with Corey and my brother, and uh, I love it. So find me there. Nice. And you can find me on the NSFW Gamer Podcast as well as the Blast from Our Past Podcast. And you can find Cartwright on all the social media stuff. Um, you can find us on you know Spotify, on uh, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. iTunes, everywhere you find. Uh, Everywhere you find podcasts. And please rate and review us. That's yeah. the best thing in the world to help out, and we really, really appreciate Especially it. Especially people finding us early. Uh, it is massive help, so please do so. Yes. So we will catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.